Irmãos e irmãs, neste episódio 229 do podcast Good Morning Guys, muito obrigado por se juntar a nós nesta bela manhã, tarde, tarde e noite, enquanto falamos sobre o jogo da vida e meio aos jo outros jogos nós amamos assistir e jogar. Eu sou um de seus anfitriões. O alpinista brasileiro e ninja de transição, Lucas Sam Swisher. Oi. Também comigo, o juiz, júri e executor de notícias falsas e spoilers, Patrick Novacell. I know what you said, only because I've been on this podcast for four years. <laughs> this is also in English. This is for those first time listeners, if, if you're still here, this is an English podcast. I know this doesn't help the audio portion, but do I need to put subtitles in this? <laughs> I wonder when you throw it up on YouTube if it's going to give you subtitles there. Talvez, talvez. E o membro final do GMG Quadfecta, aqui comigo neste noite porque Ronaldo está morto. A cara com música em seu coração, Doctor Who em seu cérebro, cérebro e la carreta em seu velho estômago, Mark Boucher. What makes me sad is that they don't have Portuguese words for spoilers and quadfecta yet. They really don't. They, really don't. <laughs> they, th they say spoilers, so, you know. That's sad. What, what are you going to do? Yep. All right. Uh, if you're new joiner, sorry if you don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we are the Good Morning Guys podcast. Uh, feel free to listen to a past episode where you can find out what I said. That's part <laughs> of the fun. Or come back next week. To find out there what I was saying, uh -huh. or just use Google Translate. Uh, you, whatever you. I mean, I don't pen and paper. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> it's, it's possible my pronunciation was not that great, uh, so we'll In see. In that it. case, what you'll get is hilarious. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. That is correct. Uh, this morning, we almost got the whole crew back again. If you didn't understand from what I said, uh, Ronald is dead. So. He's not with us, but tonight All we right, do man. have three of the four. Mm, so, almost there. Yes. Uh, we are going to be talking about life. We're going to be talking about games, and we're going to be talking about more life tonight. So buckle up. Click it. Kick, kick, or ticket. I don't know if you guys' seatbelts in your cars sound like that, but mine does here in, uh, in Brazil. So If not, they should. Yeah. Kick, 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 kick. All right. Uh, who wants to start? Any, mini, mini, mo, catch uh, Mark by its tail? I feel like, yeah, I feel like I should go first because I have probably the least amount of update of the, All of right. the three of us. Well, let's ramp it up. So, Mark, you lead the way. Let the good time roll. Good times roll, my friend. Oh, yeah. So, seeing as I'm wearing this here shirt. Mm -hmm. um, For those Mark, audio listeners, yeah. he's wearing a Power Ranger shirt. That, that is, says, go, go, Power Rangers. Yes, absolutely. That is, <laughs> that is a lie. Absolutely not what I'm wearing, although not too far from what I would normally wear. Does that say, uh, does that say look, let the good times roll with a, with a smiley face on the O? Ew. No. No, a, a, a dice. A dice? A die. A die. A dice. A die. You, 
Wait, one, no, one, one dice is, is a die. Yeah, one is die. Yeah, yep. one is die. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I'm See? getting that confused. It sounds um, kind of aggressive when you're like, a die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mario telling the t- <laughs> right before he kills him, a die. It's a me, Mario. A die. <laughs> In particular, it is a uh, 20-sided die, also known as a D20. 20. It's yeah. like categories. Yeah. It, it also kind of looks like this. That's a huge die. It's a big old die right there. Um, yeah. So um, yesterday we had our very first uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign with Cox nice. and the Cross. Uh, it is the the main their main sort of theme show for uh, their D and D stuff is called Let the Good Times Roll. Nice. Um, oh, and, nice. Did you yeah. all have those shirts? No, I'm funny enough. I'm the only one that has one, I think. Oh, nice. <laughs> Played the part. But, but I per yeah, I he actually used me for promo. Um, <laughs> there you go. Nice. Which which was totally fine. But um, but yeah, so we are doing a D campaign. Uh it's gonna be I think like eight to ten weeks. And last night was our first session. Uh the mm-hmm. theme of the campaign is called The Chronicles of Andresia. Uh, no more humans is is what it's called. Um, and it's rude. Well, there's a reason why it's called that for humans, anyways. Yeah, a little bit. No, basically the theme of it is there's this um, this big thing. It's it's settled in uh, on Andresia is the name of the planet or whatever, and. Um, it's focused in on a particular city in Andresia called Union City. And it's mm. called that because of a, a thing that they celebrate every year called Unification Day, where um, they commemorate this big battle between several heroes and this, this evil being called Armageddon. And they celebrate the fact that they've that they thwarted this evil entity. And it is the th- 1000th celebration of of unification day. And so all of our characters are, it's myself and let's see one, two. Yeah. One, two, three, four others. So five total. And then, mm-hmm. the, and then the DM, the dungeon master, um, he basically, the dungeon master plays all the NPCs, the non-playable characters. Um, and, um, and he narrates the, the story and and facilitates everything as we as we go along through the story and all of our characters are basically converging for uni- for unification day and that's how we end up meeting because disaster of course happens um on the on the day of the unification day the 1000th celebration and then we go from there now um, was this is this an original story that cross created it is a homebrew campaign yes completely something that cross uh, developed at least the story our characters we created ourselves oh. um, so um, I am a wood elf paladin um, so what does, that, I, what does that mean so I'm Legolas with magic powers oh okay yeah and he always greets people by saying trees to meet you uh, you know I should say that you I really should, should. <laughs> well not so much Legolas because he's not a wood elf um, but think along the lines of of that like he doesn't necessarily live in the forest all the time whereas my type of elf does okay but he has the ability to uh, summon magic he's he's pretty much a tank 
as much of a, a tank a wooden a tank yes a wooden tank um but uh yeah my i completely you get the 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 creativity the creative uh license to be able to create your own character um now granted there are certain rules you have to follow in creating the stats for your character um that that dungeon dragons has in place you can't now, make yourself like op like i used to do in right one of those All baseball games, games where it's like <laughs> make my stats 100 for everything yeah you're not a, you can't be a cheat code in this ah um but um yeah so D has a particular formula that they use to to um, set up all of those character stats, um, and this is the first time I've ever done a D campaign whatsoever. So um, the website that we use for it, um, you develop, you just click and it does it for you. Basically, if if you don't want to, cool. you have the option to develop your character like that yourself um, if you want to. But in terms of character stats, I just hit the button and let it go. Roll the um, die. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of his backstory, um, that's all me. Um, I, it's something I got to develop. Um, and each character, each person has their own their own character that they have to develop. Uh, and um, we, even though the DM, it's his world, we essentially create the story. Um, and then we cool. have all sorts of battles that we go through. Um, and you have to roll the dice in order to, um, you know, you have multiple dies. Yes, there's multiple types of dice. Um, the one you use the most is the is the D20. Um, and oh, the D20. Yeah, and then um, and then there's other different types. You know, depending on um, this is for you know whether you're making the decision whether something hits or doesn't, or whether certain uh, circumstance happens or if it doesn't. Um, but then there's there's other smaller dice that you use for like, okay, if this attack hit now, how much damage does it do? Um, okay. And then you have modifiers that, that are on your character sheet that basically, you know, if you have to use this attack and you get a certain amount, you can roll that dice and it helps your damage. Okay. Um, it does get pretty convoluted. Um, I barely have an understanding of it right now myself. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the nice thing is a lot of the guys on the on the, the on in the campaign, um, this is their second campaign. So they're still pretty new. Um, Caleb, a uh, space hawk. Um, he is the one with the most experience in the in the campaign. He's got a couple of years on us, but um, for the most of us, like we we're noobs. Um, so and this is uh, this is Cross's first uh, DM experience. Um, first time okay. developing a homebrew thing. So um, yeah, it's, it was fun last night. Um, I kept getting really crappy dice rolls to where, you know, the first battle we got in, I kept whiffing all my shots, but no, <laughs> oops. Um, but I did, I did help a little bit because there was a character that uh, was injured. It was actually Caleb's character that was injured very badly and pretty close to death. And my character has healing spells and so i was able to go up there and and heal him up to the point where he was able to pull off a whole bunch of super nice rolls and and defeat a lot of the goblins that we were fighting nice um but uh but yeah no it was a great time um obviously still learning from it but yeah we had 
we had a lot of fun and it's so, a, so is the campaign over no no this is an eight week process oh so you're doing this in another seven weeks yeah is it like is is uh cross like moving the story along uh where it's going to be eight weeks long yeah mm-hmm. how does that how does he do that um, he has an overall sort of general idea of a story and a world and, and characters that he wants to introduce. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we as characters kind of sway the direction and he has to react. So how long was your first session? Three and a half hours. So are all of them going to be like three and a half hours or until could, one could be about- three hours, one could be four hours, depending on how where the stopping point is? Yeah, it uh, really depends where the stopping point is, but based on the last campaign they did, because this is their second streamed campaign as yeah. well, um, they were about three and a half to four hours. Okay. Time. Wow. Yeah. So, you guys, what if you take, all, what if you all die? Um, yeah, that's a good allowed. another question. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, the the when you had healed um, Caleb's character, if he dies, is he done? Is he done? Is it permadeath? So you basically have three opportunities. They're called saving throws to be able to roll the dice and try to essentially resurrect your character to the yep. point where we could, you know, heal him and everything. Mm-hmm. But if you fail all three attempts, um, then your character is dead and you basically have to create a new character if you oh. want to continue on in the in, like in the campaign. So if you create a new character, do your stats just like... Do you develop like 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 an RPG? Do you like increase like a skills tree or stats as you play? Yeah, so yeah. If he gets you a new gain character... XP with each with each uh, fight. Like uh, we started off, we were all level ones from mm-hmm. this this first battle we had last night. We gained enough XP to where we're all level two now. Um, because I'm level level two now, it unlocks the ability for me to uh, equip spells. Um, I had some like level one, like bare minimum spells I could use, but it now it unlocks a whole wealth of uh, different uh, second level spells and things okay. like that. And the more you gain XP and gain levels, the more things you can do and, and customize your character. Now, granted, you have to basically prepare your character for each session. So each, each person has to go in and like, okay, I want this and this uh, ability. I want this and this weapon equipped. And everything like that and so by the mm. time this session starts you're ready and what you have is what you have um so yeah but you can you gain xp uh you can loot any any characters that you that you kill to gain you know any sort of gold or they call them gideons uh in this game um not to be confused with the guys who give out free bibles um but Ooh, you pay with bi- free bibles that it's would like... be amazing 400 Gideons. It's like, all right, we'll get ready. You Here's just drop 400 Testament. Bibles. <laughs> 400 pocket New Testaments. Here they're like coming at you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It can be very intimidating just because it can get very in-depth. Um, and like I said, this is an all-new experience for me. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Now, usually these type of games are not your cup of tea. Do you like it better in person and with in the land of make believe? Do I like wait? Do I like it better? Well, you don't always like uh, RPGs with skill trees and convoluted yeah, systems. This, this, this is a little a more little enjoyable. More, yeah, this one's a little bit more enjoyable, I think. Since it's since it's real fake life. Yes. 
and you're having fun with your with your uh campaign with your party um gotcha about the process and it's Mm. fun to role play and and pretend to be your character essentially because you have to have conversations with npcs and make it up as you go look out this summer mark is gonna hit the (laughs) hit the field and start larping yeah he is No, I'm not not all about that. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Jury's still out on that one. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and uh, you know, this is only first session, but um, I'm excited to to jump back into it next week. Cool. Um, on this is more of a mix of of gaming and real life, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I, I shared. I shared yes. I shared a little bit uh, last week about how I had purchased a Steam Deck, um, and of course, as you can see here, the Steam Deck oh has arrived. There it is. Um, it's it's there. It is there. It is it is very much. Oh, that just looked like a black. Oh thing. yeah, it's just a bunch of black. <laughs> <laughs> it's but just yes. a bunch of. I see it there. now. Now that you got it at a good angle, I can see the like super high thumbsticks. Yep. Yep. Nice. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit, it's been a little bit of a struggle this past weekend for me to find a game that I really want to play mm-hmm. on, on steam. Um, now a lot of, of why I purchased the steam deck is, uh, is I wanted to buy games that were more like not really available on console. They're like more PC exclusive games. Um, now granted, you know, that's, easier said than done because a lot of what's on steam at least that portion of steam they're multi-platform stuff now granted they have pc exclusive stuff but they have like really crappy games too um if you really go looking but um yeah i spent the whole weekend just trying to thumb through the different on the hunt yeah different games i could play and stuff and some of the games that when i i downloaded them and would go to boot them up like they wouldn't work at all hmm. um like they advertise PUBG all over the steam the steam store and everything uh trying to boot that up is a nightmare on the steam deck um but um i did play i did manage to play a few games um i downloaded hypercharged unboxed or hypercharge unboxed yeah um which is it's basically you're playing with it, your your characters are toys in like a toy store kind of setting thing but yeah. it's it's almost like a horde mode slash tower defense kind of thing at least the main thrust of the game is um they also have like deathmatch and versus modes um on it and that kind of stuff um but you know i'd heard a lot about it from from ryan strabi uh so decided to download the demo for it and not really sold on it um hmm. yeah I, I think the demo is like alpha demo i mean the they have done so many updates to the actual game that uh it looks and feels way different um when compared to the demo okay so uh yeah it, you get a taste of what it is but uh, the graphics have been improved the game has been optimized they've been they've added more 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 maps more characters more things to do um so if you thought the demo was okay i would definitely give the actual game a shot um 
and now, it's it's co-op true as well now is is the main thrust of it is it is is it mainly horde mode and and towered like <laughs> yeah yeah the, the main the main thing is you get you know, waves of enemies and the waves of enemy enemies get harder and harder but the enemies are like all like toys so you're gonna get like huge toys that are gonna come at you um that like a tyrannosaurus rex toy is like a boss so having to be able to you know, you, you're not you're not just shooting. It's third person and first person if you want to do to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's it it gets very very chaotic. Especially it's it's okay playing it single player. It is way more fun when you're with another person. Okay. Well, I may have to do it with another person, but yeah, typically like horde mode, that type of defense game, like that's not my cup of tea. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be willing to give it a try again, but um but yeah so i gave that a try uh i also played uh, a game called um bright memory infinite Ooh, i've been wanting to play that game how was it it's your standard first person shooter i mean it, it was cool it was it didn't like blow me away yeah i think um, one person made that game it really yes one wow. person um yeah i mean it's funny how like the opening cutscene, she's in a room and like her hair is like flowing in the wind and it's like you're inside in a room <laughs> like, what is the deal you never had yeah. that inside wind just hit you in the right angle and make your hair flow it's like playing avengers and like thor's cape is just like going everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. or through his body <laughs> yes but the gameplay itself was it was good it's you know it like i said it didn't blow me away but it was it was good um it's a typical first person shooter type thing um but yeah, I, I played that as well. Um, I also bought a, a game. It was on sale on Steam for like $2.99. Um, it was a game called Forgone. Um, and it's a it's a 2D platformer. Um, and it's it's like cyberpunky kind of sorta. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and um, I've been having fun with that. Uh, I've been I've been enjoying that. So that's that's a plus. That's been a good one. Um, now one, I, I kind of have to wait on cause it's 40 bucks on the steam store. Um, and I've been wanting to play it for a while, even though it is multi-platform, um, is a game called solar ash, um, which is a 3d platformer. Isn't that, isn't that on game pass? I don't know. Oh, well continue. And I will look it up, um, to the Google machine. But yeah, I have not purchased that yet. I have put it on my wish list. Um, I'll probably get it, pick it up on Friday, because uh, Friday's payday. Nope, it's not. It is not. Okay, nope. cool. Um, I thought you were telling me, nope, it's not payday. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, you know, it is payday. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about your luck, sucker. No payday for you. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I overall, and and I also need to get a new SD card, uh, because uh, I bought the 64 gig version of of the steam deck you can put like word uh doc on there and that's it yeah like I, i've been able to fit most of the games uh, the only exception has been apex because apex is 67 gigs um because i just wanted to see how that worked on the steam deck because that's yep. one of the ones i think is it's steam deck verified um, mm. like it's been optimized for the steam deck nothing um, like playing on your steam deck against the pc guys with mouse and keyboard yeah well that seems well, fair. I, I, kind of, <laughs> I mean, I've kind of done that already because they have the cross cross platform stuff now. And I've, and I've had it on there. 
Oh um, yeah, I turned that off. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll play with o- only with Xbox and PlayStation. I don't yeah. play with PC. Yeah, fair enough. Unfair, not fair. It's unfair. Fair unfair enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I gotta buy another. Gotta buy an SD card for it to expand the space. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, make sure you get like. Make sure you do a little bit of research because some of those uh, SD cards are specific specifically for like games like in, in systems like the steam deck um so do do a little bit of research and make, make sure that you get like a fast one because some of them you know like i you get the wrong one and it won't boot games or won't won't boot it correctly you got to do some got to go some through some hoops so gotcha. be careful which one you buy okay 10 4 but um yeah have not obviously not given up on the steam deck and um, there are some like you know there are a couple of games I'm interested in, but a lot of the Steam Deck verified ones are, are games that have been out for a minute that I've either yeah. already played or I'm just not interested in. Um, so, I mean, we're it's still very early on for the Steam Deck, so they probably will start bringing more and more games that I'll be interested in. I know, yeah, how- and even even if this uh, a game is not Steam Deck verified, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Right. So with with some of them, some of them they they're playable. You just have to change a couple settings, right. and it runs fine. Yeah. Um, some games are just not optimized for Steam Deck, and they just don't run. Yeah. Um, so you got to be careful which about those. But there's a, there's some sites out there where you can look. I, um, I watch a YouTube video, which that that's or YouTube. I uh, subscribe to YouTube Steam Deck um channel that goes through all the newly steam deck verified games and also games that are not verified but and they also go through like the settings and things like that um so if there is a game out there that you're like ooh, i would love to have this one just do a little search and just see because there's a lot of like reddit threads and things like that of people updating their um, settings for each individual game which is one of the things i hate about pc gaming is oh my gosh the console gaming you can just put it in plop it in plug and, and play you're ready, ready to go yeah and the pc you got to change the settings so you got to yeah. check them rotary girders yeah you got to make sure that rotary girder is set to medium true story um i thought about maybe uh but um i'm i'm, I'm back and forth with it the idea of possibly because i'm definitely getting hogwarts legacy uh when it comes out because it comes out next month yeah um and i believe that is a steam deck verified game is it yeah i believe it mm. is okay okay but i don't know that i want to constantly play it on a handheld device oh man laying on so, the couch playing steam deck it's fantastic i'm not sure especially a game like like that um but i don't know we'll we'll see but uh but yeah I, i'm so far i've there have been pros and cons to it, but I'm not giving giving up on it. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing I've got been going on is more and more Fortnite, uh, which I had another stream uh, this past weekend, uh, streamed with uh, with Tim and Chad and Jen once again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and had a great time. This was a night stream this weekend, uh, and had a lot of fun with that. Um, so I'm I'm keeping the Fortnite train going. Um, I said this on Twitter um, and I totally get it. Get if people disagree with me and, and still love the game. Cause there is a lot to love about the game still, but I, I'm just saying it. I kind of got tired of apex. I did. Um, it's just, 
I don't know. I didn't feel like there's, I don't feel like there's been enough innovation for me. Um, and after playing it for like two, two and a half years, like I was like, okay, I kind of want to do something else now. Granted, I know Fortnite is a battle royale, but I feel like at least from my perspective, um, they do so much crazy stuff in the world and with all the skins and things like that, that that keeps it really interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's me. Um, so yeah, I, Fortnite very much has its hooks in me at this point. Um, uh, I've been grinding on the battle pass. I think I'm at like level 163 right now because you can actually get up to, to 1,000. Um, that's it. Yeah. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump them numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Apex. It's like like one ten. I want to say. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, now, granted, you only get. I don't. I think you only get like battle pass stuff up to like level two hundred or something like that. But um, yeah, I've I, other than some bonus rewards, I've basically maxed out the battle pass and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I'm having an absolute great time with it. So, nice. But I think that is pretty much it with me. All right. Well, very good. Uh, as Lucas? is tradition. Yeah, thanks. We're going to go right to me, as is not tradition. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to share a little bit. And from where we left off two weeks ago, after Mark and I had a little fireside chat, I finished up the little mission training team camp that I was a part of, and I got back from the camp and something didn't feel right. Uh, my tummy was talking to me, um, and I'll just stop there. But uh, I went to the doctor eventually because I really perceived that I was I was experiencing something that I hadn't experienced before, and chatted with the doctor and. Uh, he told me I got worms. No. I got a parasite while I was at camp. Oh, no. That wrecked me. And it definitely gave me a little scare because there's some rumblies in your tumbly. There's some things that happen when you get a parasite that if it's left untreated, there's some symptoms that, you know, better left unsaid, but it's bad. So, uh, I went to the doctor. He got me some parasite medication, some deworming. I got dewormed and uh, took about three days taking some medication that made my pee glow super yellow, like <laughs> glow in the dark yellow. Oh, no. <laughs> radioactive. You're in there with much a black radio- light, like, oh, man. <laughs> what is it, 1990? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, do a little rave every time I went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i got i got a parasite that was fun and then uh later on that week i quit my job and i got a new one <laughs> you're so, crazy man <laughs> living life on the edge so i am finally for the jeez, mm, after 15 years no it's 15 years that's way too many oh no it's pretty close to 15 years i'm working a nine to five I got a job teaching Bible and uh, coordinating the discipleship program at Mindy, Mindy's and the Kids School. So, Dude, that's, all four that's, of us, all four of you at the same place. That that's going awesome. to school. That's really cool. 
It's very exciting. Uh, just getting my, the job here with, uh, with my, my mission projects and um, trips and stuff, especially with the pandemic, it, it, got, it got tough. And yeah. I, had to, I had to get creative sometimes. And it was building back up, but I realized that it was not, I was not really getting to fulfill my, my, my desire and call to be not just a missionary, but be a pastor. Uh, to invest in people personally. I was getting to invest in people for like two, three weeks, and then they would leave. And then I would have another couple months of doing a lot of phone calls and conferences. And I just don't get, I don't get a lot of kicks out of conferences and congresses and all these just, I don't know, hoity-toity meetings. And I'm just like, nope, I, I want to be in the trenches talking to people about Jesus and and uh, and so I'm going to be doing that with uh, with the, the school that my family's been a part of, that I've been a part of. I'm going to be working with the chaplain. I'm going to be working with a lot of people that already know me. So it's been it's been a pretty so far pretty seamless, you know, integration into into the the work culture there into the community. So it's pretty exciting. We uh, we just finished our our in-service days and we have a holiday tomorrow and then we will start classes on Thursday. Uh, one of my classes, of course, will be Natasha's class. Really? So oh, that's cool. I will, be, that. I will be oh. my daughter's teacher. I did, I did ask her, I said, Tasha, how would you feel if I were your teacher? And she paused for a second. I was like, oh no. And she, then she smiled and said, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So oh, yeah. she's, now uh, let's see how it goes in about three or four months. <laughs> yeah, let's see. After a week of class, Dad, you gotta figure out your life because you're like Natasha. You yeah, gotta figure out your grades here. <laughs> yeah, you're already <laughs> failing the class. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm. You live uh, with the teacher. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, now we already... know if she's doing her homework. Exactly for sure. <laughs> she, there will be no escape from this teacher. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting back into teaching and uh, I, I'm excited because it has a little, it has a, it's very much pastor heavy as well because I'll be getting to, to help adjust and better and guide their discipleship program as well that works with the students and the faculty and staff and everybody. So it's going to be exciting. Um, in addition to that, uh, I, we had uh, a special friend over for breakfast the other day. It was actually a surprise visit and it all started while we were sitting at the breakfast table and we were eating our breakfast. I don't remember what we had. And Mindy looked to my right and her eyes got big and she was like, what's that? And I look over and I see what I think are little, like little lizard feet and a little tail. And I was like, oh, it's just a little, because we've had lizards in the house, like little little gecko looking lizards that eat bugs. And this looked like a, this looked like a, a, like a dark colored one, like a black one almost. And uh, I was like, I think it's just a lizard. And she's like, I don't think that's a lizard. And I noticed that it was a little wider than a lizard and the tail was a little shorter. And we started to get freaked out because we realized there was a bat at our kitchen table. <laughs> the animal, a bat, like not Batman, a bat. And it was just hanging out between the wall and our kitchen table, hanging underneath the ledge of our table, just sleeping. <laughs> 
just hanging out. So we quickly panicked. <laughs> uh, yeah. We all back from the table and I'm like, wait, we got to take care of this bat now before it realizes what's going on. It's going to start flying around. And you know, when a, once a bat, bird, whatever flying thing starts flying around in a closed space, it's like, it's going to poop everywhere and it's going to be hard to catch and calm down. So I, I, I was like, okay, we need to be cool. I'm going to hand the stuff from the table. So I handed all the stuff from the table. We got all the stuff off the table. The bat hadn't moved at that point. It was just, I think it was trying to take a nap. And I had him get a, a, like a plastic Tupperware bowl. And I put it on top right above where the bat was. And I slowly backed the table away from the wall. So there was a gap. And then I pulled the, the tablecloth towards the, uh, towards the, the Tupperware. And the bat like slid right under the Tupperware. And I just punk right on top of it. Oh and wow! Ninja. This was a live bat. Like this thing, once it realized I had trapped it, it started going like, oh creepy, crawling <laughs> around everywhere. And we we're just like, so I had Mindy get a get a, a a piece of cardboard, and then I slid it under. And I mean, I had to like this wasn't a big bat, but it still was a bat. Mm -hmm. And I had to lift up the Tupperware just enough to slide the cardboard under and like seal it. And, and I was able to do it. We went outside, walked through our yard across the street. I was going to say as far away as you can from the house. Far away as I could from the house. And I, and I took the lid off, turned it like turned it right side up and then took the lid off and just like pushed the, the, the Tupperware in the air. And that baby just took off and its wingspan made it look way bigger than what it was. But it, it, it was a bat, and it was <laughs> in our house, and we lived to tell the tale. There was no wow. bat guano all over our floor. I don't, I don't understand how it got to that point where the other two times we've gotten bats in our house, they're like flying around our living room, flying around our kitchen, and I just open a door, and it eventually just flies out. This one was just like, hey, can I have some bacon and eggs? I've <laughs> yeah, been right. waiting here for an hour. <laughs> You know, waiting you guys for are people to wake up. Me? <laughs> yeah, what's the deal? <laughs> All I can imagine is you running around like like Ace Ventura and Shakaka. Shakaka. <laughs> yeah. Shakaka. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. Like I just yeah. There there were no words. I'm still like dumbfounded that we had a bat at our table during <laughs> our when this was at the end of breakfast that we discovered this. So it had just been there hanging out while we're eating breakfast. So well, at least it didn't interrupt anything, you know, yeah. in terms of breakfast. Right. Let you right. eat before. It let us eat breakfast before its little toes. Its little toes just popped up out, you know, out the from the bottom. Like we had disturbed it and it was like trying to figure out how to reposition itself. So, yeah, that was uh, this is this has been the day in the life of a of a missionary in Brazil. <laughs> Getting worms, quitting jobs and uh, hanging out with bats. Fighting bats. Fighting bats. Yep. Fighting Batman. So that's all I got. Other than that, Marvel Snap, same old story. Not much to report there. Patrick's here, so I have to keep it to a minimum. It's like, How much Marvel Snap do you play? I don't want to talk about it. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. I've, been, I've honestly been on a bit of a losing streak. And, the, and with the new job, I have not played near as much. I pretty much just play enough to accomplish the missions and get credits and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've gotten some cool cards. I got Wongers. The other day, a Wong, he's a pretty nice. fun card to have. Yeah, nice. And he makes you do like double attacks and stuff. So, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still playing it here and there. 
but that's about it. Okay. I'm a, I'm a hardworking man now, so there's less time to game. Yeah, you are. The Discord has been super quiet. Yeah. With you not in there, just I have spamming been, all the yeah, channels. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But don't worry, I'll be back. I just got to get yeah, used to the new normal. You're getting into the swing of things. Yeah. Getting yeah. the swing of things. Trying to find out where 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 you can have time and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you have you you haven't started teaching yet, have you? It's this Thursday, right? No, it's been the it's been the prep. It's been yeah. All that uh, has been it's been pretty busy um, and tiring. Yeah, but, I uh, bet. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be uh, this Thursday. Okay. We'll, we'll see luck. what happens. Back yep. to school. Back yep. To school. Back to school. All right. Well, that uh, that's me. So that leaves the best for last. Patrick Novosel. Mm. tell us about you. What's up with life? Oof. Man, yeah, so I haven't been on been something. Yeah, I have been on the uh, the podcast for I think three straight episodes, and it is the longest. I think I've only missed like one in a row. <laughs> If that yeah. is even a thing, yeah. Um, but what, that's your record, one in a row. <laughs> yeah, um, but Smash there's a, a lot of stuff uh, happened over these past four weeks. Um, so, well, first off, I want to thank you guys for being patient with me and yeah, holding man. down the fort while I was away, uh, taking care of some things. Um, and it's good to be back. It really is good to be back. Um, to have you. So, you know kind of like go go back in time to four episodes ago um, <laughs> when <laughs> during the episode titled the Nova cell family crisis. All right. Yeah. What to aptly named title that was, because that was the night that the crisis actually began. Um, if you remember, both my kids uh, came down and they were on the podcast, asked me questions because the wife wasn't, wasn't here. So, Obviously, I'm the only one, only adult here, and they asked me questions. And one of the questions my daughter asked me, she was she was asking for one of our cold head wraps because she had a headache. And headaches are normal. People, everybody gets headaches, you know? So uh, didn't think anything of it. She she grabbed the head wrap and she went to bed. And that really pretty much started uh, that sh- a headache for her that lasted about a week and a half, okay? And during this week and a half, we had taken her to um, the doctor, her pediatrician, and pediatrician told her to told us to take her to the ER uh, because they thought that she had a migraine. So went to the ER. Uh, she got a migraine cocktail, which is like an IV that is specifically for migraines with a lot of nutrients and things like that to, to combat the migraine. Um, and that t- that you know it, it it helped her get a little bit better. Um, she had some relief from from the headache. Um, came home and headache started up again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, after a couple days, we took her back to the ER. I'm like, what is going on? You know, like why she still has a headache. So they gave her another migraine cocktail, um, and it gave her some relief again. So she was, this was, um, the Friday of Friday of Christmas, uh, week, um was like the she was she was like feeling okay you know she, the the medicine that she had get she, she had gotten um made her feel okay uh but things from then that was the last time i actually saw claire being claire because she went downhill and never really recovered from this headache 
So she mm. was she had a she had a headache for basically another another week, and it never went away. And this is during um, winter break, so she wasn't missing any school or anything. Um, and so uh, on Sunday she was having some nausea and she was vomiting. And so we're like, ah, this is some of the medicine that she's that was she was prescribed. Um, one of the side effects is you know nausea. So we're like, okay. So I call the doctor and I'm like, hey, she's vomiting now. Um, and we think it's a side effect from medicine she's t- she's taking. So I got the got some anti nausea medic- medication, gave it to her, and she can she threw up again. So at this point, we're like this something it's not just a headache and um so we uh um we take her to uh children's hospital the cincinnati children's hospital and we get there and we get into the emergency room again this is our third trip to the emergency room and she's she's wobbly she's a headache bright lights sound everything is bothering bothering her, her head um, and no energy, very lethargic through this entire time. She's couldn't get comfortable because she always has had a headache and things like that. Um, so she's, she's like pretty much just a zombie at this point. And so we get to the hospital and weigh her, she gets, she starts, she's starting to get some like vitals and we're like, then this is, we feel like this is more than just a headache. And they give her some medicine, they put it in her hand and she can't find her hand. She finally finds her hand, picks up the medicine and she can't find her mouth. And Mm. so this point, you know, like if you have ever loved someone, if you have kids and you see your kid not acting the way they should be acting, um, it's, it hits you in a way that is not good. And I, Hope, I hope that nobody, you know, like Lucas, I know you have kids. I hope your kids never get this sick uh, because it just wrecked me. Like, and yeah. so to, to the point where, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing, joking, you know, fun kind of guy. Like I don't, I, I can get serious when I, when I need to be, but most of the time I like to joke because that's pretty much my like defense mechanism, you know, like kind of thing where I like to joke. I like to get through life. I like to have fun, you know, things like that. So um, when I saw her, couldn't when she couldn't find her mouth, I was like, "There's there's something wrong." And so part of me is like, "I can't believe I can't believe she's she's like this." You know what is what is wrong with her? Um, but I also was was glad that the nurse saw her like this because both times that she was taken to the ER before, um, they didn't they never saw her like this. So um, they thought it was just a migraine or whatever. When they saw that that happened, you know, she was disoriented. Um, that's when the nurse stepped away for a minute. And then when the nurse stepped away, I was like, I know she's going to be bringing in someone else to take a look at Claire. So um, got a wheelchair, pulled her into an emergency room, like, um, you know, another room. And swarm of doctors came in and performed several tests on her. Uh, they performed, um, they did, they drew blood, they, they um, performed x-rays, they formed uh, an MRI on her. Um, and then they found out that she had a little bit of sinuses in the MRI. Um, and then, 
you know, she based on all the symptoms, they couldn't really determine um, what was the cause of it. They had an, in, uh, an inclination, but they weren't going to say it until they had any results. Um, so the only way that they could find out really exactly was to do a spinal tap. So to, to drain the fluid from her lower back. Um, and that was a whole procedure. That was like, a, it's kind of like an epidural for, mm-hmm. um, for women when they're about to, about to have a baby. Um, that's basically kind of what it is, but they go much lower to where like the, know, the tendrils of the, uh, of the spinal cord, um, at the end, apparently there's like tendrils. Um, and they go through that. That's like where like all the fluid is. They take it out there. Um, and that's where they can do a ton of tests there. They can really pinpoint, um, what the issue is. So, um, we were there, you know, we were in, in the emergency room for like maybe eight hours, you know, through all this, I say all this, man, but you know, there's, there's, you know, we, I only had like two seconds to breathe in there because there's so many people that are coming in and out. So, um, as we were waiting for the results for the spinal tap, they take us up to the PICU, which is the pediatric ICU, um, where we were expected to be there for a little bit because they were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and so we we're there for maybe a half hour to an hour. I really, time didn't, I didn't know what, what time was at this point. Yeah. Um, so, as I and, and Clark, you know, he's home. He we didn't take him to uh, the hospital. He's home. He's with his grandma and pop and, and, and grandpa. So um, I'm like, I gotta get home. I gotta take care of him. I gotta make sure that he's you know ready. He can he's ready to go to school the next day and things like that. So um, as I'm walking down the hall, the doctor comes. She's like, Hey, we got the results. And so I walked back to the room and luckily I hadn't left yet because they found out, you know, they had an answer that she had bacterial meningitis and I had no idea what bacterial meningitis was, but it's a huge deal. You know, if it's not treated immediately, um, there's a pretty bad outcome. So mm-hmm. because of the medicine that she was given for her headache kind of delayed and kind of reduced the um, speed at which bacterial meningitis can affect you. Um, so luckily we were taking those medi- that medication, otherwise who knows what could have happened. So she was in the right place, we had her in the right place um, and they, you know, they immediately said that, hey, she's got bacterial meningitis, she's gonna be here for at least a week. And when I heard that she's gonna be here for at least a week, I'm like, okay, this is, this is serious, you know? So um went home and you know it it just every day every day that she was she was in the pick the pick you for just one night mel stayed there i went home stayed home with clark and um and then i came came back the next day um she was moved out of the ice day she was well enough that they were like okay she doesn't need to be in the icu anymore we moved her to a regular room where we stayed for the next eight days um Every day, it was just like, you know, doctors and nurses and students. Like, have you ever seen um, like a any any like hospital shows where there's a patient uh, in a bed and there's just like 10, 15 doctors, you know, and and nurses and students just like trying to learn um, about this because it's. It's not like a common cold, like, you know, and, and bacterial meningitis it is rare in the age that Claire is. 
um it's it's it, it happens more in like infants and two years old kind of thing doesn't really happen too much it, it mm. happens much less the older you get um so there was a lot of people like learning about this you know what's 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 the what are the medicines what's the what what are we looking for and so um we through the course of our eight days there um we probably saw a hundred to 200 different doctors nurses everybody that was taking care of claire so many people um but for the first like couple days um it was like every like 10 minutes it was something you know whether it was medicine checking vitals making sure her oxygen levels and things like that um making doing doing blood work constant blood work um she was just getting ivs and everywhere that they could find a vein you know things like that um it was it was one of it would it is the craziest time uh you know the worst time you know because i i've we've never had an illness in the family in my immediate family where it was this bad this bad i've never experienced anything like this before um i don't want to experience anything like this again i don't want anyone to experience this no doubt um because of just uh the emotional toll you know that it takes on you like i was so exhausted you know because you're just anytime that you know like Claire continued to get better every single day. You know, she would, she couldn't move her neck really much. She couldn't sit up. She was like, she never wanted to, she wanted to watch like shows that um, weren't her, for her age group. Mm. Like she would, she would want to watch like Paw Patrol because it was just like easy. It wasn't like crazy. It wasn't loud, you know. And when she wanted to watch Paw Patrol, I'm like, man, you haven't watched Paw Patrol in like a decade. Like, what? What? You know. So, um, just seeing her getting, um, you know, better and better every single day. But it was just very incremental. Um, and so they didn't know what kind of bacterial meningitis. Apparently, there's like 15 different ones. Um, for her, the one that she got was non. It was non-contagious, so she didn't need to be isolated or anything, um, which was nice that we were able to just, just you know, come and go, you know, right. as, as we please kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but over the course of the eight days, my wife and I, we switched off every day where it was one night Mel would stay in the hospital, the other night I would stay in the hospital, and the other would come home and make sure Clark was ready for bed or, or <clears throat> maybe just maybe kiss him goodnight and just make sure that he gets on the bus the next day. Uh, and then straight back to the hospital. Um, it was, it was wild. Um, and every day something just new just happened. Like Claire wanted to hold the remote or she wanted to sit up or she wanted to do something on her own. Um, even though she may not have been able to do it 100% on her own, on her own, like, you know, kind of lift her up off the, off the bed get her to the get her to the bathroom or help her shower or whatever what have you um she just needed a little bit of help she's always been an independent so having to take care of her was um something that i i wanted to do when she was healthy you know but when she's like this it was just i was always on like you know like not getting any sleep you know uh, where i just wanted to be there for her anytime that she says she needed something i'm like i got up immediately and even though I had like zero energy, as soon as she asked me, like on my energy level just went up, 
by a hundred percent. And I was there for, her. um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So they finally figured out what, uh, what kind of, um, uh, bacterial meningitis that she had. It took a few days for that and to actually get the results for that. Um, so they were able to pinpoint it and they were able to give her the actual antibiotic that's going to like attack it. Um, because she, the, before she was taking a couple of antibiotics and one of them was like an antibiotic that covers a whole slew uh, of things. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like getting her better little by little, but the actual antibiotic for it was going to attack it head on. And mm. once she, once she got that, um, her, everything changed and she just mm. started to become Claire again, um, where she was smiling or she was sleeping and cause she couldn't, she couldn't sleep when, with, with the headache. She was almost impossible for her. Mm. Um, she couldn't get comfortable and she started to hold the remote. She started to want to watch a show or she wanted to get up and go to the bathroom. Um, it was, it was, it was awful. It was, yeah. it was so bad. It was so bad. And just, I, you know, when you like look up like scenarios about bacterial meningitis, you know, I didn't want to, I looked it up once and I was like, I don't want to learn anything more about this. I want to learn how we can get, make her get better kind of thing. Cause it was just going down that road was just rough, you know, just like every night, just praying that she was going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. It was really, really hard. And so, but Everybody at the, at the hospital was so nice. Um, they were so, so I, I mean, like when you meet like 100, 200 people, you're like, one of them is going to be a bad apple. No, like everybody was just like the nicest people there. That's awesome. Um, it was, and it made, it made it, it made it um, bearable, you know? Yeah. Um, so little by little, she was getting better. They found out that her, the sinus infection that she had um, was the cause of her bacterial meningitis. Hmm. The way they explained it is everyone gets sinus infections and everyone has sinuses and things like that. Um, but there's like, everyone has cracks in their skull based on the way it was formed um, when you're a baby and all that stuff. So it's just like, everyone just has natural cracks. And part of the sinus infection bacteria from that had actually gotten through and gotten to her brain, which caused the whole thing. Wow. Um, so she had um, a sinus procedure where they actually had to like go up through her nose and go through the sinuses, which was actually in the back of her, of her head, which I didn't know that there were sinuses back there, but there is. So they, they had to go in there, clean it all out. Um, and, once they they cleaned that out, I think it was like we were in the hospital for maybe four or five days. And um, after she had that surgery, you know, just a whole new Claire, you know, came came back, you know, just like it was just like night and day when they got rid of that sinus pressure from her. She started to be able to move her neck. She was able to talk. Um, she was able to, to be awake a little bit more. Um, and we had played she was she's always like you know like uno and so we were playing uno and she <laughs> i had i had it was just us us two so i don't know what your rules are when you're playing uno with two people but if you do a plus two on someone you get to go again you know so we i had i had her with plus two i had her with another plus two 
I hit her with another plus two, <laughs> and then I hit her with a plus four. And this was to start the game. So we played, uh, you know, 10 card decks or 10 card hands. So she started with 20 cards. And this girl just came back on me and she ended up winning the hand. And I'm like, you know, like I, I, I didn't, I didn't let up uh, at all in the other hands. And I wasn't going to continue to let up. I wanted to, I mean, you, it's not very often you get the, you get the plus tens on an opponent. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to win, but she came back and she smiled so big that it just hit me. I'm like, there she is. She's yeah. coming back. You know, nice. it was a real, it was a really, really awesome moment. Um, and she continued to get better. And because she was like, had a whole bunch of IVs, uh, they put a pick line in her. And I don't know if you've ever heard of what a pick line is, but it's like a permanent, um, IV. So they have to do a procedure. They, they find an artery and they put like a very small, like spaghetti tube in through her arm, all the way up through her chest and, and into her heart. That's where that's that's the that's what the so so when the the medicine that she gets for her um, antibiotics it goes straight to where it needs to go, and so um, that we had that procedure which um, I think was that was before she got her her sinus uh, procedure, um, but after that we were done with the procedures. Um, she just had to have this antibiotics in, and once she started to have that antibiotics, it was just like you could see just exponentially her getting better and getting better. Um, And our goal was to, uh, we wanted to come home. We wanted to be able to come home and we told the nurses and doctors, we want to come home. What can we do to get us to go home? And they're like, we need, you need to get a pick line in that way. You don't have to worry about IVs and changing those and things like that. Finding veins, you know, things like that. So um, it was Friday and we had met with a nurse that was training us to administer antibiotics through her IV. And so I had never done this before. And this training that, uh, that we had was just like, I'm learning so much about how to, about how to administer medicine through an IV. And so we went through that and unfortunately we were, we weren't able to leave on Friday because they had to order the materials for us and we couldn't get it until the following Tuesday because it was Martin Luther King weekend and Uh, they couldn't get it to us in time. Um, So we knew that we were going to be there for a few more days. um, But I think it was good that we were there there for a few more days um, because she just, continuously just got better and on tuesday morning like we were all ready to get out of there we had been there for eight days um we wanted to get out of there and so we came home last tuesday um so last tuesday uh we had a nurse come out and they showed us they wanted to watch us administer the antibiotics to her because we had to do at least twice a day once in the morning um, sorry, not, not at least we had to do two times a day, one in the morning and then one in the evening. Um, and it takes about a half hour for each one. Um, so, so we were, we did that. And I last Thursday, last Wednesday. So she we came on Tuesday. We let her stay home on Wednesday. She had school on Wednesday, but we, we didn't let her go. We wanted to give her one day of rest, um, <laughs> back at home. And then on Thursday, she went back to school. Um, and she's been at school ever since. Um, she said she was a little tired at the end of the day on Thursday because it was the most energy she has 
right. you know, any output for yeah. the last three, four weeks. Um, so, and, uh, and tonight, uh, was her last dose of her antibiotics. She, um, got the, the nurse came out, got the pick line removed. And right now all she has is just like a bandage over a pick line that she needs to have on for 24 hours. No more antibiotics, no Ooh. more medicine. Nice. We, yeah, she buddy. is, she is uh, almost 100% back. We have to do a couple things, you know, her blood work came back, you know, was the, some things were a little low, but we, but the, we believe that it's just going to come, uh, come back to normal over time because yeah. through this, you know, the two weeks, the first two weeks, she hadn't eaten a thing. She lost yeah. 9% of her body weight wow. um, during this time. Um, she was very, very skinny. Um, she's starting to get some meat back. Her appetite's back. Um, she's laughing. She's she's i think it's a better version of her right now because she's like 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 i said she's an independent girl and she wants to do all the things on her own so she's like a typical teenager and she just shuts the door and goes in a room and she's just by herself with her friends on her phones whatever um but what's just she's since she's gotten back she's been wanting to be around us more nice she realizes you know the how much you know we were there for her yeah um throughout this whole thing it was just nice just she would say like i love you unsolicited you know it was just it was you know she would say things like um you know i'm i'm glad you are taking care of me or i'm glad you brought me to hospital thank you for this you know it's just it's it's been it's been really nice it's it was a horrible horrible experience um but it's an experience that you know we're we're able to we learn from it we're able to um kind of relate to anybody that's that any other kid if anybody else has anybody that gives in the hospital we're able to relate to that now we can offer a little bit more understanding in that situation those situations so um it's been really nice and through all this we were showered with so much love so much love from claire's teachers to her classmates to family both uh immediate to extended family her friends her um her dance team she's on um my co-workers my boss you know anybody that heard about this story just showered us with love with prayers with gifts with food um with time with help it's been it was been <laughs> I mean, we we are we can't thank them enough for for everyone being there for us during this time because it was it was hard. Um, but she's she's back to she's back to uh, full Claire and more. Um, she does other things like I said. She's got some blood work that she, uh, you know her blood needs to you know get back to normal. Uh, they did some hearing tests on her where they you know with this it can cause hearing loss, um, but that it's in it's in like it's not quite into normal range um but i think with that was last week and there were to have another appointment about uh, her her hearing and they believe that that also is going to come back to normal um so they the the doctor said this is just a fluke thing you know it was a fluke thing that this happened you know they don't expect it to happen again um but it's something that we just need to keep an eye on for who right. knows how long you know so it's been it's been a crazy four weeks and that's yeah. another that's the reason why i wasn't able to 
attend the the podcast. You know, we talk about life, we talk about games, and life got in the way, and I yeah. had to prioritize what I was, what I needed to be there for, and I needed to be there for the family. Um, so you made the right decision. And yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we definitely were praying for you. Uh, nearby and from far away and uh we are so happy man that god is good and god gave you the strength and you guys stuck it out persevered had some great doctors and great great people taking care of you uh there in in ohio so yeah i'm so glad to that to hear that it all worked out it did absolutely yeah, yeah. um very very good outcome um Everyone at church can't wait to see her. Um, so on Sunday, we were planning to go to church and it snowed so much <laughs> that church was canceled. Both services were canceled. Wow. And we weren't able crazy. to go. So um, we're, we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll attempt to go on Sunday unless Mother Nature has anything to say about it. Um, but everyone at church has been really, really kind and looking forward to, to seeing Claire again and seeing the family. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Vans. But yeah, that's, that's been my four weeks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I have played some games. Um, I have done some other things, uh, but I think I needed to, to talk about Claire uh, this week. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the biggest thing that's been, been going on. It really does feel pretty good to talk about it. Uh, to yeah. kind of, cause I, I mean, as you're talking about it, you know, you, people ask some questions, I kind of give a short response, you know, or, uh, people ask how she's doing we've updated people along the way, but it feels kind of nice to kind of like recap it all and just, just to see right. the, the whole arc of what happened. Yeah. So well, thanks. Thanks for sharing with us. Give us a, giving us a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. And who knew that the Nova Cell Family Crisis episode would have? Let's never title anything Crisis ever again. Nope. Agreed. Agreed. We Bare have enough. an accord. <laughs> Bare enough. Yeah. But no, that's uh, yeah, nothing too crazy this past four weeks. Ah, uh, yeah, nah, yeah. It's run of the mill stuff. Yes, just, just that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'll update everybody on the uh, on the ifl part of of life next week sounds good sounds like a plan we're glad you're back though yeah yeah for sure welcome back now we just need to get ronnie back back from the dead and we'll be a quadfecta once again i have good feeling next week let's go (laughs) no crises just hanging out chatting about the game of life Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think that uh that does it for us in the game of life and uh, the games we love to watch and play and all that jazz. If you, dear joiner, want to share what's going on in your neck of the woods, well, let's do some quick housekeeping, shall we? Where we offer towels, fluff pillows, topped with Andy's candies, and tip you <laughs> off to how you can connect to the GMGU on Twitter, Discord, Facebook, and Instagram. You can share what's new with you. If you'd rather connect visually and spectatorly, there is YouTube and Twitch. Mark has returned. I yes. believe. Yeah. He's been doing some twitching. Yeah. Um, last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Last couple of weeks. So you can check him out there. Uh, finally, nice. on our. So uh, some people actually shared on Discord. Oh. In their life. Let's I can go. handle it if you like. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it. 
Uh, yeah. So Corey Smith, aka Corey Fouch, uh, says first thing because I I kind of put out a little like, hey, this is what's been going on. We had a lot of life going on, so obviously we haven't been putting out as many episodes uh, as we have been. We've kind of gone to uh, bare minimum for the moment, which mm, understandably yeah, so. things have been bare, happening. Yeah. Bare enough minimum. Uh, so Corey Smith says, first thing, y'all take care of you and yours first, for, first and foremost. That's the important thing. Uh, he says, my newest little one is almost seven months old and about to start crawling. Ooh, starting home- look out. Yeah, starting homeschooling has been an adventure. You got you to gotta make sure that you, you put those plugs on the outlets. You got to yep. start baby proofing because they're going to start getting around again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, he says, starting homeschooling has been an adventure. Trying to navigate everything for half a semester has been a lot. Still working through some stuff and what to try next year. Uh, he says, I've picked up Warframe for the first time in nearly five years, and I'm having a blast. Oh, uh, cool. My, my father-in-law and I play, and it's a great game to kick back with and just work on progressing and unlocking new things. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Also picked up Red Dead Redemption 2 as a time filler. Uh, never really got that far in the game, but it's still such a great game to play. Yeah, it is. There you go. Nice. There you go. Uh, old Timmy P, Tim Pollan, uh, Captain Bacon. Says nothing new here on the life front. Boring ye old Idawa. <laughs> <laughs> old, old Idawa. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He didn't let that one go. Uh, no, <laughs> as he shouldn't. As he shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, gaming has been great. Been playing Vampire Survivors, Evil West, and Callisto Protocol. Have been keeping him busy. Ooh, have fun along, with that. Yeah, along with that silly Fortnite with Mister Mark and the Facklers. Yeah, buddy. Hmm. Uh, and then Kevin from the Gamer Parents podcast. Uh, hey, Kevin. Uh, he says, Our oldest, four years old, uh, just started preschool, and we are just finding out that he is not a morning person. Ooh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Only thing more difficult than getting him to sleep is getting him to wake up. Yeah. Uh, on the nice. Ipple side, I am 30 hours into God of War Ragnarok on the highest yeah. difficulty, and I feel like a rag doll. What highest the highest hours and the highest difficulty? I think Dude. I would have gone through like four TVs because I would have busted them up. <laughs> so that, hey, oh, that man. is that is hardcore. That's dedication well right there. I have felt like giving up, but I have come way too far for that now. Oh, and yeah. I have a newfound love for Fortnite, which I have played for the first time a few oh. days ago and have absolutely been loving it. Oh. Dude, you need to play with us. One of us. Definitely, Man, definitely got another Fortnite. Got another. Yep. Another fork and knifer. Yep. Absolutely. You should play with us. It'll it'll be awesome. And we can uh we can throw in uh Chad Fackler's uh throwaway character so that you're only playing with bots for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smurf it up. Yep. Smurf it up. Smurf it up. But that is it. All right, sweet. Thank you, joiners, for sharing with us. Yeah. We always love to hear. Keep Keep it coming. Uh, there's also, a, we do have a Patreon, by the way, and our merch page if you can and would like to support us or gear up with us. So click that one link to rule them all, either in the show notes or you can type it out real quick, linktree.com slash the GMG pod. Of course, if you can't toss your attention or a coin to your podcasters, but it's still the giving type, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and or Spotify. It helps us reach new joiners through stars, exclamation marks, and your feedback. So let your voice be heard, literally, if you prefer, at 929 GMG Guys. 
Alrighty then, Mark and Pat and Ronald Johansson, the spirit, the spirit yep. of Ronald Johansson, of course, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. Nope. 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 Dang it. I knew it. As soon as I said it, I have to change my audio. Mother feather. <laughs> oh man. All right. Shh. Yeah, that's all I that's all I, it's the most Christian thing I could think of in the moment. <laughs>